And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ellie Shilton and she's back. It's the lovely Steph Barnett. Today on the show, off the record, uh, it's a brand new minicast from our friends at Freedom Youth and Queer Media. Uh, we're taking a deeper look into the LGBT media through the ages. All that and more, today's Shout Out. Oh, you did it for Lara. <laughs> well, she, she, she. I do feel I have a responsibility. <laughs> Isn't that right, Terry? Absolutely. <laughs> we so. all we all must carry the bum 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 torch <laughs> when Lara's not here. Bless her. Yeah, yeah. She 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 kind of adopted that one from me. God knows how long ago, actually, years ago. Yep, she so. kicked kicked you off yeah I must actually it's about time I found there's a new backing bit it is about time since yeah. we're over 10 years old now and, and this when hasn't you been do, running for 10 years though. did you notice that I put T's in shout out oh my god shout you, did you didn't too. notice no yeah. are you feeling alright I don't know <laughs> maybe I'll she's going for a job at Radio 4 <laughs> <laughs> actually I've been on Radio 4 Terry a bit late um, Terry, we all know that on Radio 4 one can't actually pronounce your R's, so um, might be a slight problem. Explain? You can't R's. pronounce your R's? No, if a word begins with R, you have to say it as if you're saying R. Uh. Go on, give us an example then. Um, okay, so Steph would say start, and I say start. Start. Oh. start. <laughs> See, <Yeah>. that's harsh. <laughs> harsh. Harsh. But that's just I say harsh. That's not... Yeah, but do you say glass or glass? Glass. Yeah. Grass, laugh. Because my, my other glass. half says glass, and I call him northern. And he's like, I'm not. I'm from the Midlands. I'm like, well, it's, it's north of the M4. It's if I'm up northern. north for longer than ten minutes, I am a northerner in my head. How about the city that's next door to us? A hop, skip, and a jump. How do you pronounce that? Oh, bath. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you yeah. say? Bath. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, they no, do, don't they? No, bath. bath. No, it's bath. It's two bath. Fs. Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Cool, but then you know Bristol, anything? Bristol's got two Zs in it, isn't it? Brizzle. Brizzle. Yeah. I actually I've love never, the accent. I I've mock never, it. But I've never said Brizzle. No, you say it as a joke, and you also say Asdals. As- oh, well, you yeah. maybe says Asdal. Well, well, that's because there's two L's yeah. on the end, but they've dropped off of all the stores. Have you noticed? Yeah, it's shocking. I think <laughs> they've all been going around pinching yes, them. pinching the L's. <laughs> and the Zs. Asdals. Shocking. I need to have a word with them. Where have your L's gone? Please do that. I'll film it. Uh, that was like when COVID started, for being Q, and I said, how big's the Q? He said, hang on a minute. He came out a couple of minutes later. He said, it's about as big as the B. It's over six oh, foot. That's one shop I get continuously lost in and always end up what? in the screw aisle. Yeah, no but pun that's intended. You're, that's because you're about three foot high. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, not, it's designed for adults. I always feel so embarrassed that I don't know where I'm or what I'm doing that I ask for random things as well. Well, like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I've done <laughs> pizza. <laughs> pizza. What is it? The, the version in um, in the states? Something depot. 
Uh, Home Depot, Home Depot, yeah. Home or Depot. Home Depot. Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, but is that right? It's not, I hasten to add, it's not the same company. No, it's not the same no. company. And I think Home Depot only allow lesbians in. Is I that right? I've heard that. <laughs> and only when dressed in full lumberjack attire. That's true. Otherwise you can't get in. Yeah. There's a scanner. That's a limited yeah. customer You're stereotyping your American selves here. We are. Our which American I think selves? Abs- <laughs> I think that's absolutely fine. I also love Don't the fact that... You tar my <laughs> brush with <laughs> Americanism. <laughs> 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 too far it is <laughs> I love so. the fact that TK Maxx is called TJ Maxx in America it is yeah. which I think is Why? actually the original I believe it's something to do with copyright oh. I, I think someone copyrighted the name over here so mm. they went well okay we'll just change the letter well as does so. Walmart I know that uh, it is. well yeah that's because Walmart bought Asda Asda oh, used to I be a British that. company yeah Northern oh. And before, oh. before then, oh, no. um, you used to have separate ones. Like Summerfield became part of Asda. What happened to bought. QuickSafe? Where did uh, they go? I, again, I think that was bought by Asda. Loved QuickSafe. Fine um, fair. Oh, yes. Um, I remember Fine and, fair. And do any of you remember Carrefour? There was Carrefour. Uh, yes, over here. I know was the French, French company. Chain, well, yeah. Carrefour still exists across yeah, Europe. They just yeah. pulled out of the UK. Yeah. Uh, they franchised over here and then they put the price up really high. <laughs> so everyone well. changed name. I remember yeah. when it was Carrefour. Uh, do you remember Gateway? Yes. Of course I do. That was where, you, when I was growing up, used to go to groceries in Trent. Um, and the one, the one that always makes me laugh whenever Jane was on the show, Bee Jams. <laughs> So, yeah, she turned around and she, she went, what is bee jams? Bee jams, it was the same as Iceland. Oh. Um, but you could also buy your freezers in there as well. <laughs> so you could not only buy the f- food for your freezer, but at the end they used to sell the freezers as That's well. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Bit difficult to get in your boot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of made sense, yeah. really. You've got yeah. a carrier well, In my head, it's one of those really long ones <laughs> that they have in Iceland. Like a whole lane of, of uh, fridge freezers. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, complete digression. Sorry, yeah. uh, we're, we're talking a lot about media um, on tonight's show. Um, but before we do, um, brand new minicast from our friends uh, Off The Record. Have a listen to this. Excellent. My five on Shoutout. Hello, I'm Natasha. I use she and her pronouns. Hi, I'm Henry and I use he and him pronouns and we're together from OTR Bristol, which is a young person's mental health charity. Specifically, we work for Freedom Youth, which is a gender and sexuality project. Together across the city, we work with a range of different organisations, but in particular today we're talking about our collaboration with Bristol Hate Crime and Discrimination Services and SARI. So what we um, are going to be doing over the next few months is working alongside SARI to hopefully increase reporting of LGBTQ plus hate crime um, and to just increase awareness really of actually what hate crime is, what that might look like and how people can access support if they wanted to. One of the key things that we are really aware of is that actually by raising awareness in our community around what it means to report and also what it means to experience something that either makes us feel uncomfortable, unsafe or uncertain, um, that actually you can access support without reporting to the police. SARI and Bristol Hate Crime and Discrimination Services will work with you to make sure you're getting the right support that you need. But alongside that as well, looking at in our community around homophobic, biphobic and transphobic bullying, we know underreporting is a massive issue. And by underreporting, what we mean is that actually people don't feel confident or comfortable to go and talk about what might have happened to them. So one of the reasons why we've been working together is to really change the conversation about that. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, what we do know, as Henry said, is that 
Um, a lot of these crimes are unreported and we really want to change that narrative and we really want to work with the LGBTQ plus community in Bristol um, to ensure that people know where they can go to report, know how to report. Um, and one of the things that we're doing in order for, to facilitate that is working on a little bit of a health promotion campaign. So what we mean is, um, you know, a campaign which signposts people towards where they can go, um, what they can do in the city. Definitely. And creating those conversations by making sure that in each and every kind of bit of Bristol and online and using a variety of different methods, you can see our community reflected in that messaging. So by talking more and making sure that LGBT plus voices are involved in conversations about hate crime, discrimination, and making people feel that actually... It, it is really important to, if something happens to you or a friend, to know where you can go and also know that actually you don't have to ignore it, that actually it is really important and there is support available. And I think, you know, it's also about making people feel confident that um, what they can do, A, if they find themselves in that situation, but B, if someone that they know or care about finds themselves in that situation. So even if this information isn't relevant for you, it really might be relevant for someone else that you know. And that's a really important um, aspect of it too. But in order to do this well and to do it effectively, we need folks to get involved. Um, So hopefully that's where you guys come in. Definitely. And we've already started some of these conversations, but we want to have so many more. So we are asking and putting out a community survey around what people's thoughts, views and opinions are around what this campaign might look like, sound like and feel like. Um, And that's going to be really simple for you to fill in. You can fill in as much or as little as you like. um, And but we'd really encourage you to get involved. Say what you've seen before that's good, what you'd like to see, all of those things. Um, And if you'd like to access that, that is going to go out on social media, but also you can just email us. So you can email LGBTQ at otrbristol.org.uk. Within that as well, if it feels like something you'd like to contribute to, but wouldn't like to fill in the survey as we've just said you know actually we really value and want contributions in any way um, so do get in touch with us and know that your contributions will be confidential um, and equally at the same time it can be a great opportunity to shape the the city and the conversations to make sure that it looks like a campaign and conversation that you want to get involved in but more importantly that everybody can take part in Certainly. Um, And we're also going to have a little bit of a focus group for professionals as well. So if you work in a local organisation that you think this will be relevant to, get in touch with us and we can give you some details of when that's going to take place um, so we can get your input as well. If you'd like to find out more about Freedom and the work that OTR Bristol does, please visit our website, which is www.otrbristol.org.uk or you can email us at lgbtq at otrbristol.org.uk. If you'd like to hear more about Bristol Hate Crime and Discrimination Service, please visit the website which is www.bhcds.org.uk if you have a story you could tell in five minutes get in contact visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt Shout out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, that's a lonely by Joel Corey there. You're saying you like that one, do you? I like a bit of Joel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was just telling telling the crew off air. Um, I, I kind of like uh, I, I've got my music on um, um, a computer at home. I just said, "Give me a ran- random hundred tracks," and I went through and just picked some. So, and this one I haven't played in ages. It's a so, good tune. I like. Yeah. I like anything boppy. I was just saying, wasn't I? That I'm really into Dal Foyer at the moment. If you've not heard of them, listeners, no, I haven't. Check them out. I haven't. So, Very I mean, I, I, that's a downside because, of course, Shout Out's a magazine show as opposed to a music show. Um, we, we play tracks then I don't play them again so I, that's I, true I buy, the, buy several of them and then, <laughs> then we never use them so. well these guys have got about seven albums with oh. some very good tracks on so, so. anyway uh, shall we get some news headlines Let's. yes why not This is Shout Out News on Thursday, the 24th of September. As expected by many commentators, the government's consultation response on reforms to the Gender Recognition Act has stopped short of allowing transgender people to self-identify. The announcement came on Tuesday afternoon from the Women and Equalities Minister, Liz Truss, that in order for someone to officially have their gender identity changed, a medical and psychologist report will be required and an application to panel made. Attitude magazine pointed out that in some countries, like the Republic of Ireland, transgender people have been able to self-identify for some years, and that the supposed threat of trans women attacking other women, which has been a bugbear for some radical feminists in alliance with the political right wing, have not materialised. Ms Truss said self-identification was not at top priority for transgender people, but she did please some commentators by announcing plans to move the gender recognition process online and to cut the personal cost from around £140 to a nominal fee. This improvement will have an impact on many trans people on lower incomes and has already irked political reactionaries. But Nancy Kelly, Stonewall's chief executive, said Today the UK government has fallen far short on its promise to reform the Gender Recognition Act and has missed a key opportunity to progress LGBT equality. The Huffington Post says that the government is to make some changes in the system of gaining a GRA or gender recognition certificate. The reform is largely being seen as a sop to the trans community left disappointed after the decision not to allow for gender self-identification in the UK. Equalities Minister says that the procedures will be made kinder and more straightforward. And in addition, three new gender clinics will open during the coming year and that they aimed to cut the waiting list for trans access to NHS services by around 1,500 patients within two years. We welcome the step in the right direction to lower the financial barrier facing people wishing to apply for a gender recognition certificate. But reforming a piece of legislation which is fundamentally broken does not and cannot mean slapping a discount sticker on it and expecting great results. Cara English, representing gendered intelligence, said historically poor take-up of applications to the GRA is unlikely to be improved in any meaningful way. With such fundamentally inhumane vectors of gatekeeping is the gender recognition panel still in place. The indignity of having to explain in detail your personal and private life to a group of strangers will remain. The required diagnosis of gender dysphoria by two doctors will also remain. The Atheist magazine The Free Thinker and centre-left news outlet Mother Jones have both paid tribute to the life of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was passed on at the age of 87. The American Supreme Court Justice was an ally to women and gay people and became a target of opprobrium for the far-right wing for her robust defence of the United States' liberal values and separation of church and state. 
Born in 1933 in New York City, Ginsburg was the second woman to ever serve on the Supreme Court, with President Bill Clinton nominating her for the job in 1993. Even President Donald Trump, whose populism Ginsburg deplored, felt moved to tweet, Our nation mourns at a titan of the law. Mother Jones magazine listed the number of Supreme Court rulings that had involved Ginsburg and which had helped keep the country a beacon of free world values in spite of governments coming and going on Capitol Hill. However, they also noted that despite writing nearly 200 opinions during her tenure, Ginsburg leaves behind few landmark majority opinions landmark majority opinions. I'm sorry, that's because she spent virtually all of her career as part of the court's liberal minority. The passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a tremendous loss to our country, said Senator Bernie Sanders. He went on, she was a champion of justice and equal rights and will be remembered as one of the great justices in modern American history. Hundreds of people, says The Guardian, gathered on the steps of the Supreme Court on Wednesday to pay their respects to the woman who earned the affectionate nickname the Notorious RBG. Among them was a gay Jewish couple from New York who had made a four and a half hour journey. She grew up in my area of Brooklyn, said Karen Leibovitz. I know that Jew- the Jewish instilling of values of doing the right thing and justice. My wife and I wouldn't be married if it was not for her, she added. So that's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has passed on at the age of 87, a stalwart of liberal values on America's Supreme Court and an ally of minorities across the United States. Wednesday saw many online events take place to mark Bisexual Visibility Day and to remind people that prejudice against bi people still exists, even sometimes coming from other parts of the LGBTQ spectrum. The coordinating webpage, which listed many events taking place in a socially distanced world, reported, first observed in 1999, Bi Visibility Day is a brainchild of three United States bisexual rights activists. Wendy Curry of Maine... Michael Page of Florida, and Gigi Raven-Wilbur of Texas. Bi-Visibility Day is also known by other names such as Bi-Pride Day, International Celebrate Bisexuality Day, the festive celebrations now often take place in Bisexual Awareness Week and Bi-Visibility Month. The Bristol Post reports that an LGBTQ and Black Lives Matter pride flag has been stolen from outside a house in the Montpellier area of the city. But it adds that the thieves may have taken more than they bargained for because the flag had been covered in vomit after someone who was partying too hard was sick in the vicinity. Householder Kate Mortimer said that she was not too concerned as it was a self-made flag made of old bits of cloth and perhaps the thief took it to wash it. However, if they are phobes or racists, she said that the flag will be defiantly replaced. It sometimes seems that during the darkest times, communities regenerate and activism comes to the fore. After years of there being a dwindling number of alternative and LGBTQ bookstores across the UK and indeed in Europe, new projects begin to get going. We're delighted to learn from our friends at Brighton's acclaimed gay magazine, G-Scene, that the Leeds LGBTQ community have a new space as the bookish type, describing itself as an independent queer bookstore for Leeds, has opened its doors in the upstairs part of the Merion Shopping Centre. In terms of accessibility, the Merion Centre has a lift and an escalator it's close to the main bus routes and there is parking inspired by london's alternative bookstores friends ray and nicola have been trading with the bookstore for some years but now have their own shop front they say we sell a range of queer literature including novels children's books ya memoirs non-fiction and graphic novels and by queer we mean the whole lgbtqia spectrum the shop also sells fanzines which are small underground magazines often produced by hand and xeroxed in the old punk rock way Ray told the Yorkshire Evening Post, We are so excited to finally open our doors to the public. The Marion Centre is home to some of the city's most unique
unique independent businesses and it's great for us to be joining such a diverse mix of indie operators and bring a new LGBTQIA plus space to Leeds. We've received a variety of inquiries from publishers keen for their writers to come along to give talks and so we hope to stage a series of literary events to showcase these authors as we settle into our new space. We say well done to all involved. Visit our website for a link to the shop and get shopping. Yep, well done to everyone. For these news stories and more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Hans Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shoutout News. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's a Hall of Fame by the script. So going all over the place a little bit with the music sign, but you know. It's supposed to be different. It is, yeah. So I quite like that one. So well I would do I bought the ball. (laughs) (laughs) By music I don't like. I don't know why I say that. So anyway, uh, we're we're talking uh, media, aren't we? Uh, the, the first bit we're talking print um, sorry radio media aren't we radio. Terry um, and, we are indeed and then print media yeah. in the second half so and just to, yeah. just so you don't think my voice has done something weird uh, Hans has stepped out and Andy's in the studio with us at the moment so because uh, we were still kind of doing the social, social distancing, distancing yes. yeah so hello mate hello nice to have you hi with Andy us. yes it's very nice to be here so now who's going to kick us off um, where do we want Terry. to start? Terry. Terry. I'd love to kick all of you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, this uh, <laughs> this um, summer, we've actually done quite a bit of reflection, haven't we, about the past and mm. LGBTQ media, uh, because we're 10 years old, which of course is fantastic in itself. But there's many bits of prehistory. Earlier on in the summer, we interviewed Gary James, who was part of a project called... Uh, Gay Waves, which went out on pirate radio in the early 1980s, the first LGBTQ magazine programme in this country. And people with a long memory might remember in April, I I was talking to uh, Lara about the fact that the first black radio station, first African-Caribbean radio station, went on the air uh, in the United Kingdom in the autumn of 1980, so exactly 40 years ago. Uh, And again, like Gay Waves, it was a pirate broadcasting station, and it was called the Dread Broadcasting Corporation. I think we've got a clip, haven't we, uh, Steph? Uh, Yes, we have. Andy? Oh, now you're going to test me. What's it called? Uh, DBC. There we go. Incorporation 103.8 every Friday night, right? Oh, I like that. A bit of nostalgia there. That was fantastic. Yes. Very 80s. <laughs> the piece of music she was playing in the background is uh, uh, Electric Boogaloo by Marcia Griffiths, incidentally. Oh. Uh, one I'm sure Andy H is familiar with. And yes, his Encyclopedic I am. knowledge of uh, good, good music. Now, um, 
as I said, the DBC was the first black radio station uh, in the United Kingdom. And uh, the ranking is P, who I think, I've got to get this right, I think she's second cousin removed from Bob Marley. Uh, she right. went. She went on to become BBC Radio One's first black female DJ in 1985 when they launched a reggae show. So, uh, and she's still kicking about now. Does quite a lot of club nights and everything. Now, um, what do we think uh, as as a minority media uh, shout out? What do you think is is the um, the motivation for doing what we do every week? Because it's something that's been asked, I know it was asked of Andy when we first started, is why do you want a gay show? And it was asked of the DBC, why do you need a black station? And so on and so forth. Well, certainly Shoutout's remit has always been about, you know, doing things like bringing the news stories to the masses that wouldn't necessarily be in the mainstream mm. media and, and and that kind of goes the whole way through everything we, yeah. we do in it's the It's an show. outreach, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's designed to put LGBT plus voices on the radio in a kind of normal way you know um mm. i mean you have to remember that our show is now 10 years old and it's mm. staggering how things have changed in in 10 years i mean it's it's mm. lovely um, i've been watching a few series with the, the the husband on netflix recently and they've had different characters in them some that are artistic some that are gay and it's just it's not been anything abnormal it's just kind of been part of the show and it's yeah. not you know mm. as you go back 10 years it was only really tended to be gay men sometimes lesbians um, mm. on tv it was always a tragedy do you yes. remember yeah. you, you, the only reason you got on tv was because it was like <laughs> there was something wrong and it was a tragedy you know and our whole remit was you don't listen to the radio and hear just normal gay well lgbt topics being talked about mm. Um, giving you that information on mainstream media and we really wanted to patch that gap and I'd like to think we do that quite successfully now we're mm. on so many stations I think well. Well, so yeah well we are on a lot and we get a lot of listeners um, across the, the different formats that we broadcast on um, and, but we're only a one hour show but there are gay stations and um, there are now and, yes. well, and yeah. what surprised me is there now um, a trans station called Truck um, uh, which seems <laughs> yes. which seems very popular, and we're on truck as well, aren't we? Yeah, we in are last, on truck for the last couple of Yes, <laughs> I I really like truck because uh, it's it's got a feel of um, you remember this sort of stuff. It's got a real community feel. It's, you feel that all the DJs are doing it for the love of it. There's no money yep. involved, yep. and I know that you you can sponsor truck. And if you know if you have a spare bit of cash, I'd encourage you to do so because mm. they really are a, a worthwhile project. And they play some really um, good music. That's the thing. Their well, playlist is superb. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they've got everything. They've got 60s show, 70s show. Uh, tonight, actually, after we've gone out um, on our home station, BCFM, I shall be tuning into Tara Thomas with the Reggae and Scar show because I love a bit of reggae. Again, having been brought up with those pirate stations in the 80s and she's got a fantastic program yeah. and so I mean, yeah it's, so it's, we it, really like truck yeah. well there's gaydio as well isn't there which we're yeah, also there is, which is, there is yeah. but it's 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 it's, it's difficult because when i mean we have i mean pat who's our station manager here at, at, at bcfm many years ago said did we want a two-hour slot and um 
we, we ummed and ahed about it and actually decided that we wouldn't because the number of people who also listen to the show as a podcast and do it, of course, because we can't put the music in it, um, we, it actually makes it a more succinct, succinct mm. show, if I can say that right. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's something that you can almost do in a kind of bite-sized chunk each yeah. week. You're um, listening your lunch break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, but um, listening live, you can still do uh, mm. an hour out of your life each, each week mm. and get all the yeah. information you need. I would love to see something like Shout Out go to be a full station, <laughs> but it's hard enough doing an hour a it's week. It's a lot of effort, um, isn't it? I mean, it takes yeah. us, I think we, we worked out several years ago, it took something like 14 man days to put one show together in total. Mm. Um, and you think we do that every single week through through the team. To have to do that for many, many hours, I think our our concern would have been that we would have gone back to doing a lot of playing of music and that's not what shout outs ever been about it's been about the information well I, I also think thinking of playing of music if you look at gadio for example it's almost slightly stereotypical of a particular genre of music that's associated with the get with gay society do you, do you mean steps <laughs> well I'm not, I'm not just talking about steps but i'm talking about that I mean, the whole must, happy must be sort so, of so happy when steps released their latest album <laughs> went oh look we're back <laughs> but it's think a more balanced station though is the glitter beam yeah, that's much more balanced than Gadio. So I think well, I think, I think, all, I think there's a place for everyone. Yeah, you know? and that's, one of the great that's things the thing. I think about you know, uh, one of the great things I think about Shout Out is that we've always been enthusiastic about other projects and totally. supporting yeah. other projects, yeah. and that's why we link up so well and we've done stuff with the BBC. So I think there's a role for all LGBTQ media. But yeah, I some, sometimes um, gay stations do assume that we all like dance music, and mm. I do, I do. But um, and of I mean, course, remember, well, there's a lot of straight people that listen to Shout Out. Yes, absolutely. Like, can you um, say straight, or are you now supposed to say heterosexual these days? <laughs> Whatever. Be I think everyone I knows what, where they fit. <laughs> Should we take um, take a little break for another recording because um, yeah. we've got something from France now. In the early eighties in France, like in London, there was loads of um, unlicensed stations. One of them was the first all LGBTQ magazine station of all, called La Fracasie Gay. I think you can work out what that means. And Steph, I think we've got a recording taken from French television. Yes, yeah, we, have. we do well, indeed. Attention. Salut les PD. Au dixième étage d'un immeuble du 20e arrondissement, Fréquence Gay, une radio qui s'adresse à la communauté homosexuelle de l'Île-de-France. Plus de 100 bénévoles, souvent des chômeurs, qui travaillent permettant la station d'émettre 24 heures sur 24. Ah, je sais pas. Faut que tu lui fasses signe. Attention, attention. Stop. Salut les PD. Voilà. L'équipement a coûté 100 000 francs et l'émetteur de 1 kW lui permet d'être écouté par 150 000 personnes. Pour vivre convenablement, leur besoin serait de 1 million de francs par an. Ah ben vas-y. Non, mais c'est pas sous prétexte que moi je suis pas PD, que j'ai pas le droit de dire Attention, vas-y, vas-y, vas-y. Mmh, salut les PD. Ah, ça fait du bien. Ça. Right, that was. Um, so, yes. so we gathered it was 20, I love, 24 7, um, Frequence uh, Gay. Um, yeah, well, using one kilowatt actually. Yeah. Stephanie, I wish we had a kilowatt. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wonderful stuff. And um, obviously those gorgeous French accents as well. Who could resist them? Yeah. Well, I'm still up for... The, for taken over the radio luxembourg transmitter how many was that how many six million watts uh well, no, not quite one million three hundred thousand that'll do terry radio luxembourg, <laughs> most powerful in europe but you see you, you're kind of you're kind of missing the thing that's even more powerful than that and that's the internet yeah, yeah Absolutely. well there was no internet with no. the time we yeah. were talking about so now, was, uh, andy you you actually started one of the first music stations for gay men didn't you which was on the internet when that started when Lord. streaming speeds became uh fast enough to allow music streaming yeah you get oh dear you're going back a, a bit that was <laughs> gosh uh about at least 15 if not 18 years ago um so somewhere around there it was uh just as dial-up modems were starting to be phased out in favor of having cable in your home and adsl like we, like we do now but the speeds were nowhere like they are at the moment um and me and um one of my closest friends paul um, who was my housemate at the time um found a station uh, online because we went looking to see if it was something that was even possible and there was one in manchester called man fm um, there was kind of oh, a play play, right, play on okay. the two um, yeah. because it was for men, it, it was for gay men, and it was from Manchester, so Man FM kind of fitted. But they literally got up and running, and a week later, they, they, they kind of like, they did a few broadcasts, or a couple of weeks later, and they stopped. We're like, oh, what a shame. So we kind of looked into, could we do it? And at the time, to do rebroadcasting that today would cost pennies, you were on about a service on a server that was thousands of pounds to broadcast to people. So we figured out how we could do it by having the software on our computers at home and if we capped the kind of bandwidth if you like that people received when we first started we could cope with 20 listeners and as we got 20 listeners telewest as it was back then then upped our broadband and we could cope with 150 listeners and then as we hit that one they upped the broadband again and it was just coincidental that as we were hitting the numbers um they were up in the broadband but then they stopped upping the upload speed um, and we kind of hit this crunch point where we couldn't physically cope with the number of people listening, and they'd all start to buffer, and it would all drop out. And we run uh. it, we run it, we run it for a good couple of years. And ours was called Mancast FM. Yeah, um, I've what? still got some of the old jingles at home. Yeah, to say it was a music be- show would be a little bit. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> it was us with a few drinks, with a microphone on the internet, playing around with technology, and and we had things. It was state of the art. We had webcams and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was a that was yeah, state of the art funny, at the time. You know, um, Right, should we, anyway. should we wind up this first part? Yeah, with this section. Um, play a track and then we'll come back for, with print media. Indeed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, stay with us, we'll be back in a minute. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's uh, Promises. I like it. You do? Do you like it track. a lot? <laughs> just a little not saying I haven't, I haven't, spirit, I haven't got the, um, the, the, the outtakes of you where you get I like it I like it a lot not on you you haven't yeah. but they are hidden away yeah. so yeah that that's uh, Calvin Harris and you're, you're right uh, Sam Smith oh yeah very distinct Harris yeah. I do like Calvin yeah, Harris he did one of the Bond ones didn't he I'm sure I oh, didn't everyone complain because it took him like about 15 minutes to write or something because he's that talented yeah ah. he's, he, he does a lot of uh, 80s in- inspired um, tracks doesn't yeah. he yeah lovely lovely voice um, very, yeah. yeah very unique voice actually yes 
I'd say I don't think there's any other singer like him around. No, no, I haven't heard much from him recently. I don't know if he's done he's still around. Yeah. yeah, he was on telly the other day. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, right, from radio media to that that really modern thing that we call print media. It's not so modern, actually. I'm totally lying. Gosh, <laughs> what a thing to say now yes. for those of us that still get newspapers. But oh, dear Lord. Do they do still you, print them, Terry? <laughs> they, do. they do. Do you know um, that the first newspapers actually date from about the 1550s? I can believe it. So, that. you know, right. just after Henry VIII was on the throne, mm. they, they start as court circulars. And then by the end of the uh, 1600s, there are um, newspapers sort of publishing once a week. And then, and the following century, daily papers start. So, when did the very printing, long history. Was that? Was that? When did the printing press come around? Then, the, the uh, fourteen eighty-five. Yeah, right. Okay. So it would have been the, the, the uh, yeah. Gutenberg press. I think yes, was I think it was, wasn't it? Which was mm. yeah. And um, was it Caxton that bought it to the UK? Yes, mm. or um, England as it was at the time. And if you uh, if you're down around Broad Street and you look at the Edward Everard building, you've got um, a link a, a mural. Well, it's not a mural; it's a tiled to the wall that is um, <sighs> all about the Gutenberg printing press. Oh, yeah, it makes it's a wonderful building to walk past. If it's in Bristol, you know it's not a mural, don't you? It's a mural. Technically, it's a mosaic because it's tiled. Okay, we'll give you that one. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, the gay the gay press actually starts sort of around the end of the nineteenth century in in countries like France and Germany. In fact, there was a lively gay press in Germany after the First World War and before the dreadful Nazi accession to power, of course, which crushed all of the um, the liberalism of Weimar Germany. So uh, I was going to say, um, so in, in that period of time, was mm. being LGBT okay? Well, in Germany, the laws against homosexuality, which did exist um, uh, from the 19th century, were never enforced. Uh, but then obviously when the Nazis took power in 1933, they right. reinforced them again. And you know, obviously we know uh, about yeah. the dreadful fate of a lot of LGBTQ people. But in the post-war period, um, the Amer America became the sort of Johnny Appleseed of a new... Uh, LGBTQ movement and early lesbian and gay magazines were published from around about 1955 uh, they fought a battle to allow themselves to be distributed by the American Postal Service and then uh, here in good old Blighty um, some of the underground papers from the hippie scene started publishing in about 67 uh, gay personal ads and actually again the International Times which was an underground magazine fought a court case for the right to be able to publish gay contact ads um, and as far as an all gay magazine it was uh, June 1972 when the first edition of Gay News hit the newsstands run initially by a collective and that lasted until 1983 when it was absorbed into do you know which title? Uh, gay News? Times? It was absolutely right. Yeah, it Which was. Gator? Gay, gay Times. Gay, right. gay Times. Uh, it is officially called Gay Times Incorporating Gay News. But our own Steph was involved in a very early trans uh, contact and lifestyle mag, weren't you, Steph? Oh, that's how she knows how to use Gutenberg Press, then. It's <laughs> <laughs> I think she, she, print, she printed it on her own with block letters. <laughs> I did. It was that close. Yeah. That's how tell it started. Us tell us a little bit about that. Um, it started in about 1993 and it actually started as um, SWG newsletter that was covering Devon and Cornwall um, and um, 
we had a meeting, a few of us, and decided to rebrand it uh, Touchstone and start expanding it. So within a few years, we covered the whole country. And um, then um, I become editor and managed to get it international. So we had all sorts of people writing uh, regularly for us. We had uh, one guy who was absolutely brilliant storyteller and cartoonist, um, was um, a cross-dresser from Russia, uh, KGB. Mm. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, he was write, a KGB officer. Yeah, but the thing oh, is, wow. he, he couldn't write in English, so we had to get it translated before we actually published it. Um, we had a regular from Romania, from Thailand, uh, from Brazil. Um, so it was true. And what we used to do, I used to send them a copy and they'd reprint them for their countries. Oh, wow. Uh, all in English. Oh. Uh, they, obviously, they didn't reprint them in, in their own language. It, it was all in English. Um, yeah. And I remember once we went over to um, Atlanta, Georgia, to meet up with um, a group of trans folk. And this remember, this was a time before the term transgender was in. So there was quite um, three um, very distinct. Um, sects, uh, cross-dressers, transvestites and transsexuals right. and um, this mainly this um, group was for uh, transvestites and cross-dressers and there was quite a lot of prejudice from the, the, um, from the wives because they thought that transsexual um, or transsexualism as they said was contagious and they were worried right. that if their husbands were cross-dressers, because they didn't mind them cross-dressing, but they didn't want them to have the op so they'd lose their husband. So they were frightened of them coming into contact with transsexuals. And they said they found transsexuals quite boring anyway because all they talk about is hormones and operations. <laughs> um, but the, mag <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the magazine was made up. There was, uh, it was a mix. We had um, uh, transvestites, tr uh, cross-dressers, transsexuals, all writing for the magazine. So everyone had an input. Um, and we had the serious, the clinical... Um, we had a cartoonist that would do a, um, a monthly cartoon. It started to get hard work. We did go glossy for a while, um, and then we started going quarterly um, because lots of people dropped out, and I tended to be start uh, to have to do nearly everything on my own. It, right. We started in 1993. I stopped doing it in 2003, which is when I was struggling with my own issues with transition. And all my energy just went into focus on surviving that period of 2003 and four. Is that when it... Kind of came so to a halt. it came to a halt, yeah. So um, I've still got them all. I've still got a copy of every every issue, and look back at them now and again and think, "Wow, there's some good stuff in there." <laughs> They're still <laughs> relevant, you know. Yeah. Any any famous people start to cut their teeth on uh, the magazine? Well, I remember um, uh, Paris Lees, um, a university Ooh. student, wrote a couple of items. Um, yeah, she's gone on to major she, success. Uh, yeah, she's now Radio One, um, and it, like I said, the KGB agent can't remember his name. Um, and um, it'd be a false name anyway, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would imagine so. Yeah, he wrote a great article on um, the the Amazons, um, which once we got translated, uh, and he'd done the the, the actual uh, drawings to go with the item as well. It was absolutely fantastic that the Amazons and the island was actually not women; it was tra it was men who wanted to dress as women, so cross-dressers, and it was... Um, so tell me back a bit, why did they think it was contagious? I just think because of the talk. Um, so it, was it? I mean, I mean do, I'm trying I, to think why you would think that, and the closest I can come up with would be because 
you are already transsexual and by being around other people that are you might actually come to terms with it yourself yes. and come out it's a bit like yeah. saying that gay is contagious and yes. it's not it's because you're already gay no but because there. it's the the chat now if their husband was chatting to groups of transsexuals they the the wives were very frightened and well fearful in fact that their husbands might be persuaded to go down the the route of hormones and it was it was paranoia and that was not just in atlanta georgia we went to a lot of meetings where we met up and interviewed the wives and and the groups themselves it's staggering the the myths that yeah we got we got taken out to lunch after the interview at this lovely four-star hotel where they had a a nail convention as well so we had nail oh right okay so we had lots of women well what's this then why is there lots of blokes dressed up in 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 dresses and and they were as blunt as that and obviously because it was america they were very loud as well and we got taken out to lunch and um this this woman this trans woman was packing she took a revolver out oh gosh well uh, this is america i suppose isn't it yeah this scared the hell out of me yeah yeah i i've I've been to america several times she said no one messes with me and i thought whoa i I can't get used to that um allowance to carry a no, a weapon. that was quite it's, scary. Yeah, so there but, is, of course, an, uh, an LGBTQ group called Pink Pistols, isn't there? Which uh, in America believe in using, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, and who very much believe in using their gun rights um, to to pack a pistol. I, I won't won't lie. I love love our American friends, but I'm very glad I live in a country where that, that's it not the norm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I talk to my American friend, and they're like, I can't believe you live in a country where it's not. I can't imagine not being able to arm myself. I'm like, I think that's just because the way you grow up is. What you're used to mm. so but talking about yeah, print media because it's something that is um is dying um quite rapidly yeah. isn't it i mean it's yeah. like um um some of shout outs history um the shout out listeners awards were born out of the demise of the pink papers readers awards um, do you yes. remember we we actually yes. entered for a couple of years and i think we came runner up one year um and then they stopped we were ready to do it again and they were like we're sorry we, we've closed it down mm. um and i can i can remember saying to mary um at, at the time who was um uh, one of the producers one of the founders of shout out um you know i really want to do something for our community we may not be able to sit on the same scale because back then we were on about two stations mm. um but it'd be great to mm. do something where we let our listeners um, be involved so and yeah. of course this year we were supposed to be resurrecting uh, the awards having taken a break in the head up to our 10th anniversary and covid's kind of seen fit to knock it all on the head but hopefully uh, if things carry on they'll be back next year but um but yeah like i said that, yeah. that was from the demise of um the pink paper mm. those days when every week it would be the pink paper and boys Yes. You'd have to oh. get it from your local radical bookshop. Yes, if you remember, I think Boys yes. is still publishing. But uh, yeah, I think know. so. I mean, I, I do remember in um, the late nineties, um, early noughties, there were all the magazines in all the um, clubs and, and the like as well. I used to pick them up and, and read them. Um, yeah, that, that was sort of a, a rite of passage if you were a young yes. LGBTQ um, person picking up the gay press. And is it's interesting how many things that aren't associated as gay press were actually used by certainly gay men uh, if you go and listen to the first ever shout out after dark we haven't done many of them but the first ever one was mm. um on about um you know meeting people and we had um nigel who's uh, um um i don't I the man. 
yeah, and and we had a youngster called um, Jonathan um, who That's was right. in his 20s, and we were talking about the difference between Grinder now and those kind of like you know hookup apps and what used to go on back then. And Nigel was telling us all about the codes that they used to put in the bike adverts, and you would have all these adverts for different bikes and right. different stuff. that codes by them, and if you were gay, you knew exactly what the code meant and what that meant that person was looking for. But if you didn't, it was kind of like a biker thing, and you didn't really have a clue. <laughs> Exchange mark. People used to place adverts in exchange mark. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 Well, worth a listen. Well, worth it's, a listen. It's lovely, so. yes. Uh, anyway, Thanks, guys. Good that discussion. That is it for another show. Uh, as always, uh, do catch us on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Plus, of course, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt, which is also where you can contact us if you're interested in getting involved with the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you want to get involved. Uh, we're always looking for uh, various different people. So uh, we'll be back next week, live from 7 on BCFM. Um, and uh, then all our sporting stations but myself and the rest of the team say bye bye everyone bye shout out LGBT radio for you